Welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malikpour. And we are continuing to discuss uh, the Simon and Kirby romance comics contained in Young Romance uh, from Fantagraphics. What would we say, 2004? Uh, we're going to talk about the next couple stories in the book, which are Kathy and the Merchants of Sunset Canyon and Sailor's Girl. You know, for, for a couple of real short uh, romance stories, both of these stories have a lot of excitement in them. A lot of misunderstandings, a lot of uh, people doing dramatic things, a lot of people who are misunderstanding each other and fishes out of water. These are pretty powerful stories. Yeah, and I think to my surprise, as I've been surprised by this whole collection, is there is less um, sexism here than I would have expected because you know, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be like, because I've seen those romance comics where like, it's like, oh my God, oh, oh dear. You know, I, I love him and I would be your submissive servant, slave, wife, you know. Whereas in this one, this story features two women who come from a place of strength, you know. Um, and I think that I guess the first one we'll talk about is Kathy Merchant. Kathy and the Merchant of Sunset Canyon um you know she's actually a strong woman who runs a ranch and um you know sailor's girl is actually a wealthy woman who actually is going after the man she wants you know she's not passive she's actually i don't know it's it's interesting i mean obviously there are 1940s things that don't hold up but it's pretty pretty incredible yeah, there's a lot of 1940s in the stories, but I agree with you. I mean, these are strong, strong women who are, have real sense of who they are. Like yeah. Kathy in in the Merchant story, like uh, she, some of the, the story is a guy moves into town, takes over the the general store, and eventually takes over uh, several branches in the town. And Kathy's like nervous that he's going to knock her friends out of business, uh, hurt hurt the town in general because he's only in there in it for himself. And as it turns out, he's actually a pretty good man mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, goes and burns his hand fighting a fire and helps to organize a fire brigade and works to help the people in the town uh, get more money from selling their cattle. So he's actually a really good man. And like, I uh, like how like Kathy misunderstands him, but grows from her misunderstanding too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because she's not just stuck in her own ways, like you might imagine in a romance story. Mm-hmm. You're right. This woman, like, has got agency who can do stuff in her life, who can, who knows who she is and why she feels the way she does about things. Yeah, and there's like a part where he like offers to give her a gift, and she's like, "No, I don't want it," or like offers to give her a loan, and she's like, "No, I don't want a loan from you." You know, that's not like, you know. Yeah, I like how she says early on. I just had it. Uh, oh, she says early on that she, she, yeah, she calls him a Shylock. Who does she think she he is, right? Because the, the I thought this was so nineteen forties. As the runner of the general store, he refuses to allow people to give him credit or to sell allow to sell yeah. stuff to people on credit. Which, like, can you imagine? Like, that's that was the thing, right? Uh but she thinks he's a Shylock and he's like, no, no, no. I just got to keep my business alive. The previous people's business failed. 
because they're giving too many people credit. So it's like this really nice little subtle thing where like, uh, you know, he's actually saying by helping myself, I'm helping other people also by being too nice. I'm actually hurting everybody else. Yeah. Well, the thing is funny is like, she was talking to this other guy who was poor in town and she was like, he was like, yeah, you know, we never paid the old guy that was, that owned the store back. And she was all like, well, if we had the money, we would. (laughs) How dare you not give people credit and lose money against us. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she is like a strong woman. Like we first see her, she's riding a horse. Well, I guess a little bit later on, she's riding a horse. And page two, she's riding a horse, and she just was like this woman who's like really kind of in command of her life. It seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's got so much drama the way Simon and Kirby draw it too. Like when she slaps the guy on page four, the top mm-hmm. of page four. That's like a that's like a Captain America kind of slap. You can almost imagine, you know, a superhero doing that. And then the same page when it goes into the fire scenes, like that is just super dramatic. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. page six, I meant to say. Uh, you know, it's got that real power in the in the scenes where they're fighting the fire. Mm-hmm. Like on uh page six, panel four, when uh the guy's running into the fire and his both feet are off the ground. He's like, looks like he's running a foot off the ground. Cause he's so like stressed out about the fire. Mm-hmm. And when our hero runs into the fire, he comes out of it and the, his suit is all torn up. His hand is burnt and there's smoldering ruins in the, in the bar in the caught fire. Yeah. You know, I also, that page, that whole page six kind of reminds me a little bit of like, EC comics too, especially when the guy's running. He's like, hey, there's a fire. It's a panel three. Page mm-hmm. There's a fire. It looks a lot like an EC horror comic. Like the guy's face. and It's an interesting image too because like there's the guy's face. To me, it looks like that's, that's not drawn by Simon and Kirby, the guy's face. It looks like it's drawn by somebody else. One of their assistants. And then behind him is such a strange image. There's four other men's faces. They're all red. Yeah. They all seem like they're coming out of his shoulders or something. Mm-hmm. It's a weird image. The more I look at it, the stranger it looks to me. Yeah, it does look like it's like an assistant. It, I was thinking, like, is Jack Kirby like swiping somebody from EC or maybe a ghastly, uh, what's the guy there? Graham Ingalls. Graham Ingalls, yeah. Almost looks like Mike Sikowski drew the face. Mm. Me with my deep cuts. And then the previous page, uh, page five, uh, the last panel, panel six, when he's kissing her, um, he looks like Ronald Reagan, and that doesn't look like a Kirby drawing. No. It's totally different than the character. Uh, it's, it's funny how, like, I bet you they just hired a bunch of people to jump in and do stuff. Well, I know the Simon and Kirby studio had a lot of assistants. I mean, for that matter, like on page three, or page four, excuse me, panel four, like the guy's face. Oh, yeah. It's like mad. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. It looks like it was drawn out of like a mad movie parody or something. Come back, Shane. Or mm-hmm. something like that. 
So you really see the assistance, right? If, if it looks different than if you flip back to the earlier stories in the book. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. It, I guess it is more obvious the more I look at it that they did bring in their assistants to work on this these stories. Crazy. Wow, it is, and looking back at the, the first stories too, it makes you realize how wordy this story is. Yeah. I mean, wow, there are just like so many words on the page. <laughs> There's some beautiful art here though too. Like mm-hmm. you we're just on page five and like the, the panel three where they're walking through this uh, incredibly ornate mansion and the characters are just in these tiny little shadows in kind of the back of the panel oh, yeah. to see like how beautiful the the uh the places where the party is there's a silver surfer that will show up in 20 years <laughs> <laughs> it totally looks like that i like how the story kind of twists and turns right i mean she really does appreciate mm-hmm. who he is you know there's a, there's a kind of natural turn the story takes mm-hmm. where you can imagine like her being angry at him but also being tempted because he's so tall dark and handsome like Ronald Reagan in, the, in that era I guess mm-hmm. but then like it feels like when they do kind of come together at the end it's a little bit earned feel that way or do you feel like it's still a little awkward i think it's earned i mean it's as good as any other romance comic at that time or produced by them maybe not as good as any but i mean i think it's uh it makes sense of like him her finding out about him slowly and um like hating him in the beginning because she didn't know him that well yeah it's good i actually like this one more than i like the next story but it might just be because I may have spent more time on it. I think it's a little bit more, um, there's more meat to it, more background story, more character development. The next one is Sailor's Girl. But I have a commentary about Sailor's Girl and would love to get your opinion on it. Okay. Should we jump into that one? Yeah, unless you have more to say about the no, merchant no, story. I enjoyed this. Cool. So Sailor's Girl is about this girl uh, who has a really wealthy dad. And she ends up being saved by this sailor guy, this redheaded sailor who saves her from being accosted by this drunk or greasy hobo sailor and punches him out. So he doesn't, he he was trying to be inappropriate with her. And she falls in love with him because he's handsome and he's got like a good demeanor to him. And he and she tries to get her dad to get him to want her. her. Like, actually, I guess he works for her dad, and she wants to marry him or hook up with him. And and apparently, her dad is willing to do all of this. <laughs> dad is way nicer than that. Like is able is willing to pimp out one of his coworkers today. That would be sexual <laughs> harassment. He might get sued for trying to hook him up with his daughter. Right. Forcing but, um, to get off the boats that he loves in order to give him time with his daughter. Seems, yeah. seems so wrong. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, she he also feels the same way about her. And thankfully, she's a good-looking person. So and and he so is he. 
But one thing I want to ask you is um, the sailor that she falls in love with reminds me a lot of that Milton Kniff character. Oh. And I've heard that um, I forget what is that character's name um, they used to do like a dailies. Steve Canyon? Steve Canyon, yeah. He looks a lot like Steve Canyon. Oh wow, I can see and that. I, yeah. I've heard that Kirby was was kind of a I mean I think they were com- contemporaries but was also a fan of Kniff. But Kniff was the most influential artist artist of his time. Mm. And there's a lot of famous cartoonists who were deeply influenced by him. The earliest Joe Kubert work has a strong Kniff influence. Um, if you look at Carmen Infantino's flash stories from the 40s, mm-hmm. especially you see a lot of Kniff in them because he, he's a master of that, che- I don't know how you say, chiaroscuro shading mm. that we actually see a lot in this story too. What if like they the the yeah. scenes on page four of the story where uh, Eric the Red, as we could call him, beats up the guy who's accosting the girl. Uh, you know, there's everything's in that deep shadows. Faces are blurred, not blurred, but they're shaded. Um, everything just the the wrinkles on the clothes are uh, so deep and rich. Yeah, that's got a strong kind of influence on it. And the fact he's a military guy or a sailor dressed in what looks like a military uniform uh, also gives him like this feel of like being this Kniff character because most of Kniff's characters were involved in the military in one way or another. I mean, I'm looking at a Steve Canyon picture right now, and he looks exactly like this character. Wow. Well, of course, Steve Canyon was like a massively popular character, too. Yeah. So she's falling in love with Steve Canyon. Yeah. Well, that gives the whole different element, doesn't it? Yeah. Who who couldn't fall in love with Steve Canyon? So I wow, I wonder I wonder if Simon and Kirby were like, yeah, we need we need a character for this throwaway story, so we'll just swipe Steve Canyon's face. Yeah. Did he smoke a pipe? I think he did smoke a pipe. He did, yeah. He smoked a pipe, yep. Oh my god, that's so funny. Wow, well, that would have never occurred to me, Amir. That's awesome. Great insight. Now it's pretty interesting. The other thing about it is that so on page five, I guess you know I do like this for the historical aspect. Of page five, she's having um fantasies about him. You know what is it, the Red Viking? You know saving her and stuff. Um and. Red Viking, hmm. Who's a Viking god who usually <laughs> or what is you know that's like in, in 20 years uh Kirby's gonna come up with another character that's gonna make a lot of money, Thor. So oh yeah. About it, he'd been thinking about drawing a Thor story and he just fit that in there just for fun. And he yeah. probably revisited it when like you know Stan Lee's like, hey. Hey Jackie boy, can you come out with some some superheroes? Maybe a Viking or something. <laughs> and he's like, I remember drawing a Viking. It you was panel three in one of the dream sequences. That one kind of looks like the Thor from there. It looks looks more like um um what was Thor's alter ego? Donald Don Blake. Blake. It looks like Donald Blake with the Thor helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's not massively muscular he's just very muscular yeah he's not he's not the full kirby thor yeah i love those the that page too with him like fighting all the the enemies with his sword it's so freaking powerful it's like it's almost like a panel of the new god stories we talked about wouldn't you love to own that page? I wonder if that page still exists. Oh, dude, I was thinking the exact same thing. When I was reading that, I was thinking, oh, I, that's a that's a Kirby page I'd love to own. Because it's just oh. so brilliant. Like, you can tell Kirby drew, like, Kirby and Simon drew this story themselves. There might be a few places where other people drew. But this looks like them. Mm. You don't think Milton Kniff did, like, a little bit of a... <laughs> I think there might have been some tracing paper and mythal kniff. Uh -huh. Some light boxing. Did that exist back then? I bet it did. Oh, what about the ending, too? Those last couple pages where they're out there rescuing the sailors from the storm. Man, that is freaking thrilling comics work. Now, how different is this rain than um, Will Eisner rain? Yeah, it, it is a lot. There's a lot of Will Eisner feel to this, isn't there? I think the line work is a little different from Eisner's. Right, right. But the way Eisner used like rain as this primal force of nature that would dramatically change people's lives and uh, just add a drama to every situation. It's got a strong Eisner sense to it. Yeah, yeah. What I love is that towards the ending scene, you know, stories, whatever, you know. He he gets domesticated, but he still likes to see and he saves people at sea, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's gonna agree to go to the sea with him. But um what I love about those pages, I love the way he draws the ocean. Because mm -hmm. I copied that the way he drew it, Kirby, like in one of the comics that I drew. And I just love it the way, like, it's just so distinctive. You know, you don't even need color to be able to know that that's the ocean. You got to figure, did you find that, like, the ocean was a hard thing to draw? Not when I stole his idea. <laughs> it's hard, right? Because you don't know what's water, what's a wave. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what I was thinking, like, like it's got to be hard just from the standpoint, of, like, how do you make it seem like something that's uh, like that you can react to you know, dress something on land and you it's an actual physical shape right water is always changing always moving by the way the comic that i took that from was um commandy oh nice but again like kirby's like you know he's putting in his his work you know his apprenticeship i mean i guess he's not an apprentice by the time but what is he in his 30s by this time Late yeah. 20s, early 30s. Yeah, that's about right. With uh this is 48, I think. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh Sailor's Girl's 49. So yeah, I was I guess he's about 30 at this point. Wow. Pretty cool stuff. He was born in 1917. Hmm. So yeah, he was 30, 32 or something at this point. So he clearly had mastered his work. I love that there's a lot of detail in these pages too. You know, Kirby was kind of famous 
for um, not always drawing in all the details, drawing the big panels, but not necessarily drawing like all, all like everything in there. But like you see all the sailors on the raft that he's saving and they all look like distinct people. There's no copying of them at all. Each of them is like an individual. Mm -hmm. And he draws a lot of detail in here. Maybe we can give some of the credit to Simon too. But like there's the the buoy on uh, the next to last page. There's all the rocks and all the rocks on the first page of the sequence are all kind of drawn a little bit differently from each other. Like he, they took a reasonable amount of time drawing this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And the way they drew the lightning in there too, like, uh, you know, it's got that craggy feel to it. It's super dramatic, but it's drawn in a way that you can completely identify everything from like the instant you see it. And, you know, I was complaining earlier about this story being so wordy, but like, you don't need all the words. You can just easily follow what's going on in the sequence just by looking at the pictures. Mm -hmm. In fact, the pictures kind of carry it along. And I can imagine it like, it's very cinematic, I guess is what I'm, part of what I'm saying. Yeah. Do you feel that too? Like it's, you, yeah. can, you can absolutely imagine as a movie. Towards the end of it, since I had to hurry up, I just read the dialogue and I didn't even read the descriptions. But yeah, the storytelling is, is great. So what do you think it means that they're going to go to sea together? Because I was trying to figure out, like, what is she going to do on the ships when she's just this landlubber rich girl? I mean, I guess it's love, you know? <laughs> I can't imagine her climbing up on the masts and hanging sails down or something. I don't know. Just make sure you don't get that hoodlum guy that was hitting on her or tried to accost her. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, here's this pretty rich girl, mm -hmm. right? She looks like a, a, a 40s movie star, too. And he's not even a captain, so it's like... Well, he know. will be a captain when dad helps out, I'm sure. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. That's right. I mean, he'll, he'll he'll be in charge. He'll have his own ship. Maybe he'll be kind of like the Coast Guard. He'll just like you know, go around saving people. I'm super curious. Like, what is their life going to be after this? That'll be a great follow-up story. Or maybe he'll just change his name to a Steve Canyon. <laughs> Fly around the world and have his own adventures. Yeah. One other tiny thing that I just was thinking about when I was looking at both of these stories. I like how Kirby draws, Simon and Kirby draw the men is all being like six feet, six two, and the women are all these little five foot tall mm -hmm. uh damsels. The the difference in sizes is really interesting. The women are all like in command in some ways. But like especially in this story, like you know, on page 10, she's a head shorter than he is. <laughs> Eric is, or, or uh, what's his name? Jonas is uh, way taller than she is. But she's got so, she's got him wrapped around her fingers anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of kind of entertaining. I don't know what, I, what that means at all. But she looks like she weighs 100 pounds and he looks like he weighs 200 pounds, you know? Yeah. If he wasn't a sailor, he could play for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> well, thanks for reading these with me. Yeah, thank you. It's I'm really loving this read through. I'm glad that we're going through this. 
and I'm glad that my money spent on it was not going to waste. <laughs> Thanks, Samir. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Jason. Talk to you next week. Oh, thank you.